You're listening to Terrific Con presents the Power Cosmic Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to everything you love. That's comic books, TV, movies, collectibles, and more. Brought to you by Mitchell A.S. Halleck, the producer of Terrific Con, the world's greatest comic con every summer at the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut. Join Mitch and his special guest, Jerry Ordway, and his pals all across the comic fandom as they talk about the things you love. Now, sit back, get ready, and listen to today's episode of the Power Cosmic Podcast. Alright, it's uh, Thursday the... September 10th. 10th. Yeah, September 10th. Jerry and I just saw Tenet, which is the uh, Christopher Nolan big budget movie. We're not going to give much way other than say it's a spectacle. It's loud, really loud. Would you say that's the loudest movie you ever saw? No. Really? Transformers was really loud. Oh, those movies. That hurt my ears. But they actually told us when we walked in, they're like, this is laser IMAX and the sound is right. up. I was expecting a lot well, they, louder. Well, the, yeah, I mean, you know you're in trouble when you walk in and they and the tell you that there's you. problems with the sound. Not problems, but to be wary of it. Remember when we well, saw no, that? She sh- said specifically with the dialogue. Has a lot of overlapping music and sounds with the dialogue and that they had to turn it down because people were complaining it was too loud. But that's not the first time he's done that because when I saw, first of all, when I saw the trailer for this months ago with you, that was one of the loudest trailers. Remember they showed that opening Right, we saw the opera, opera scene. scene at the opera Yeah, house. and I was like, oh my God, this is loud. And then when Dunkirk, a year ago, so yeah, we saw the trailer for that too. Well, we saw he that plane. here. So he does it, and when he did the Batman movie, the last one, Dark Knight Rises, when Commissioner Gordon goes into the sewer yeah. and they're shooting and stuff, yeah. that thing was so loud. I remember my kids were like holding their ears because yeah. you could hear the gunfire and stuff. And that dialogue thing, that's in the Batman movies too because sometimes yeah, no. I'll be watching this and I've seen them again and again so I know what the dialogue is. But even then I'd be like, what did he just say? Right. It's Why? like, what? Is Bane saying something? Well, Bane screwed up, but even Batman sometimes but was said, like, like that, so, so that would be my only... You know, without a no spoiler, but yeah. the fact that they tell you the sound is is troublesome. Yeah, because the director wanted multi-layered sounds. Yeah, because with all the technology he's got, there's no way he could put a movie out. He could make a pinpoint crystal clear yeah, yeah. sound. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could. It, you're mixing it. Yeah. You could move up the voice. To, I could do it on my computer. Yeah. So, yeah. So he's purposely doing it, and there's a lot of. So why would you do that, though? I don't know. There's mo- there's weird exposition that happens where people have. Like the, the breather masks to, on and stuff, and it's like, why do that? That's key to the plot because I'm right. trying to pay attention at that point because I'm like, wait, what are they saying? You every word. So I'll tell you one word I can't stand anymore after I heard it. It was in this movie. They said it a thousand times. Algorithm. I'm like, okay, stop. Okay, stop. Okay. Algorithm. Well, the algorithm. Well, the algorithm. What do you have against algorithm? No, it was like in quantum mechanics and Ant Man. They go, "Oh, did you go quantum?" And then Paul Rudd goes, "Does everything you people say right. have the word quantum right. in it?" Because hey, after we get a quantum burger, because <laughs> it was like, "What are they talking about?" I mean, let's it, go to algorithms and have some beers. Algorithm, because you hear it all the time now on Facebook and stuff. Oh, the algorithm, the algorithm. I'm like, okay, we get it, we right. get it. And all I kept thinking was Winter Soldier when they had the, the whatever Zola's algorithm and knows right, who's right, going right. to be a threat and kills you. I was like, okay, they already did this movie. Well, here's a good question. What? Well, I was going to say... Oh, go ahead. You're no, no, go ahead. I was going to tell you we could discuss trailers. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, let's move into the yeah, trailers yeah, yeah, we saw. We, so, 
with Kingsman. Tenet, but wait, with, with Tenet, yeah. just in fairness, we can't really reveal anything because hmm, a lot of people aren't going to see it for like maybe six months. Well, it's open international. Let me just uh, turn the do not disturb on so it doesn't cut off this, the recording, which has happened before. All right. Yeah, no, it's not open in New York because their theaters are still closed. New York, right. New Jersey. Even where we live, Trumbull, the Bowtie Cinemas are still closed. I oh, looked today to see if it was playing. No, only yeah. Cinemark, AMC, and another chain opened up. But uh, we saw it in the 2D IMAX, which I think that's the only format you really got to see these movies because yeah, he films them in IMAX. IMAX. Right. And you could see there's a set piece in there with a jumbo jet. I won't give it away, but... Yeah. That's a real jumbo jet. I was like, you yeah. could see every rivet on that thing. So it's like, you well, know what this movie's like? Car chases like that, too. It oh, yeah, the car part. chases. I mean, you need yeah. that big, you know. Even there was a, a, a boat thing going yeah, on. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's like, yeah. now I feel like a James Bond movie. Like, wow, look at this. They're right. realistic. And, right. and you can feel the water hitting you in the face. But you know what? In this movie, like I told you, we need a napkin. I was just thinking we didn't get napkins. But anyway. Oh, I was thinking. Oh, wait, we've got these. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, to me... It seems like a lot of beautiful set pieces where they sat down with money and they said, we're going to do this and we need a truck and we need that. And let's build all that yeah. and then we'll put them a story together. And that's why you said it's frustrating when they're telling you the actual story and you can't pay attention. But I'm like, wait a minute, slow back. Right, right. Can't you just have a guy show up like Mr. Espo- Exposition with the, and you know, you take the arc here and you put it here and that's how I get this. Thanks. And, um, Be careful with the paint right? Yep. Sorry. Thank you. And the other thing is, uh, that, that was my only problem with it, too. It's like two and a half hours of this explosions and all this, and I'm like, what exactly are they doing right now? But I, so here's the thing about but the trailers. You, when yeah, but you said you have to see it again to get... I do think so, and I think you, if you see it on home video, you should see oh, it. Oh, home video is not going to no, do justice. No, but I'm saying if you do see it, if I want to see it again, I would almost consider putting closed captioning on. Yeah. Just so I could actually hear what... <laughs> Because I thought at one point it was some accents from people. I go, yeah. what is she saying? Well, here's the thing, though. When I went, I told you this too. When when I saw the really hot. Batman, Super Batman versus Superman, yeah, at Radio City at the big premiere, yeah, we were sitting perfectly in the middle, close yeah. up. What's a and good you theater couldn't too? Underst- but you couldn't understand half of the stuff people were saying, and the music sounded like it was just blaring. Yeah. And I thought I came away with it like, wow, that's really terrible. I couldn't even. And other people were like, same thing, and I, we couldn't understand what people were saying. Then when you and I saw it in the IMAX here. You could hear it. It was like the music sounded good. Yeah. It wasn't blaring. Yeah, yeah. And the sound, I could understand everything. And I was like, well, so much rides on oh, that, the sound. On that yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah. And it's a shame in a way that maybe Radio City... Well, this Radio movie, City, they build it as Dolby Digital and yeah, yeah. THX sound and all but that I mean, stuff. Yeah. So, so it clearly rests on, on his shoulders that he made a choice. Yeah. Because he wanted overlapping sound. You always want to ask him why. Like, what's the matter? You didn't believe in the story? You don't want people to know what's going on? No. There's got to be some psychological reason. Maybe it is just to make you pay attention more or whatever. But So here's the thing about the trailers. Yeah. And if anybody makes fun of me for chewing... No, go ahead. <laughs> Scott Martin will be like, I could hear Jerry eating dinner. No. I was thinking the trailers we were, were watching good. the trailers, it yeah. just occurred to me that... And again, this isn't a spoiler because I have no clue. But seeing Black Widow yeah. for the fourth time, yeah. it made me wonder if... How much movie have I no, not seen? No, I was thinking, like, is Winter Soldier, is Bucky actually the Taskmaster? 
I thought that today too. I saw that and I said the same thing. I go, when does this take place? Because it takes place before the Winter Soldier, right? I don't know. All she says is I was an Avenger And I'm like is this after Civil War No I thought it was supposed to take place I thought the same thing too Because when he was on the thing He took a bow and arrow out And he's shooting at her I go Wouldn't that be something If Bucky was the Winter Soldier Well why wouldn't you Why wouldn't you know anything About any of these characters And here's why I think Here's why I think That's got some credits to it They released the toys Because they didn't know The movie was going to get pushed back Right I go pick up the back of the box. I'm looking at the toys. They show the different characters. Bucky's listed on the characters. I go, why would Bucky be there? They had the Red Guardian. They had uh, Black Widow. They Unless had he shows up Taskmaster or something. But I was like, yeah. all the characters you see in the trailer are, they made six action figures. And the one that did make sense was why uh, the Winter Soldier on the back of the box. Because I was like, oh, maybe he's in the movie. Because when they make these toys... They ship it out. Right. They don't know what's going on in the world. And they go to the store. Because a lot of the Star Wars movies, they would have the characters on the shelves. And the people haven't seen the movie yet. And they're like, who the hell's that character? Right. And then you go to the movie, like, oh, that's the bad guy. Right. So kind of ruins it. But go back to the Kingsman was the first trailer. Right. That looked good. Yeah, and no, you no, just no. told me after it's all said, it says coming out September 18th. You go, it, it that's now February. Because yeah. those are a good... It's just funny too that I, was, I told you that's that Mark Millar stuff, right? Yeah, it's based well, on it's, his. Yeah, but it, it's just funny that when, when I first we saw the trailer with New Mutants, yeah. I turned to you and I get is like, hey, it's Alan Moore. Yeah, because <laughs> Rasputin looks like Alan Moore. <laughs> he also looks like the vampire guy in the thing we do in the shadows. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's why I was like, is that that guy? <laughs> that's the prequel to the uh, the Kingsman, Majesty. Yeah, yeah. No, it looked it looked really really well done. What was the other? Did trailer? they get Vaughn to do it again? He's because, producing it at very because least. he has a certain yeah. style that was like you need that guy to do those movies because he did the X Men First Class one, and then a Springer a singer came in right. He he wrote and prepared Days of Future Past and then and then dropped Brian out singer right before the filming started. So Singer wound up. You don't hear about that guy anymore. Ever since uh, the Queen movie. Well, he just... Bohemian Rhapsody. He was just accused, I thought. Yeah, but... I don't know. Of another... Oh, another one? Oh, that, I thought I that thought. was two years ago. No, something else. Oh, maybe that's why you don't and hear Kevin about him. Space, he was just... Again? Accused of, like, some... Well, I know the guy that charged him died. Because somebody just came out. Oh, wow. What was the other trailer we saw? We saw saw Kingsman. We saw Wonder Woman, which looked fun. And that's supposed to come out in October, I think, which is next month. I had another thought about Wonder Woman, too, because, again, this isn't a spoiler because I'm just thinking. You're just watching the trailer. Just from the trailer, if Maxwell Lord is responsible for Cheetah... Which they imply. Yeah, she's the bad guy, which is Christian Wade. But it implies that he's making people's dreams come true Mm -hmm. or helping them realize things. Hence, that's how how Chris Pine comes back. Right. Because Wonder Woman. bait for her somehow. To give her what her her fondest dream is. Whatever your dream is, you get. Yeah, that's the plot of the movie. It's like the monkey's paw. And And he gets. He's Maxwell Lord, apparently. Yeah, and and he's also. There's also a little bit of. uh, Remember the Legends miniseries? Yeah. It seems like he's a manipulator guy. Well, that was his power in, yeah. in the comics, was he could push people to do things. Yeah, when he his, first started. Then right. he started the 
the Justice League International or whatever it was. He got killed though in the comics. I think Wonder Woman killed him. Spoiler alert. But that was in the comics. And that's played by the guy who's the Mandalorian, which is, I can't think of his Pedro name. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. And yep. he was in the last Kingsman movie. He, he was, was the, the Burt Reynolds the guy. Burt Reynolds yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that one looked good. You, you love you know a guy what? who, did you who see, what? is a late bloomer because he's been around for a while. Oh, yeah. He was on that show Marcos, my kids told me. They're but like, even hey, before yeah. that, he was around and he, uh, he just didn't get his big break until... The Mandalorian? No, well, I mean, that was big, but he, he actually... Um, and you don't even see his face, which I'm always like, is he even there? Or is that the stuntman? He just does the voiceover. What did he do right before Narco? He had some big good movie role. Oh, I don't know. Or no, he was on Game of Thrones. Oh, he was? Yeah, yeah. And people went, oh, look at that guy. Where did he come from? Speaking of Game of Thrones, I didn't realize uh, Emma Peel was on that show. This yeah, she is, played. Uh, she just passed away today. Yeah, she was the... Uh, the Diana, Diana Rigg, yeah. The grandmother of one of uh, the brides, or proposed brides. Do you remember watching that show, The Avengers? When it came yeah, out? I remember that. Yeah, she wore, she really rocked the... Uh, the cat suit. The one-piece uh, leather suit. Yeah, it was between her and Julie Newmar. <laughs> I remember watching that. They would rerun those as a kid on Channel 9 with... Um, who played John Steed? McNee? Patrick McNee, yep. Plus, she was in a James Bond movie. She got married to him. She was in the one with George Lazarus. Which I liked that one a lot. I think Lazenby just celebrated her birthday. Really? Was it like 70, 80? Got to be 80s. 80. Well, Sean Connery just turned 90 yeah. the other day. Who knew Roger Moore would be the first one to go? <laughs> but I thought that was funny in this... Um, that's coming out soon. We didn't talk about that. The living, the, the, the time to no die. Time to die. Yeah, no With time the, to die. That's, that's supposed November, to be out right? November. Yeah, yeah, that was delayed from May. I'm surprised that we didn't get a trailer for that. Last time, I thought a New Mutants they showed it, or maybe it was that no, long I ago. Think, yeah, we saw one when we saw the. There was something about him on a. Remember, he was on a wall in a car right. and he jumped saw, off the side. We saw the trailer when we saw Birds of Prey. Because it was supposed to come out that summer. It was supposed summer, to be yeah. out like within a, like April or something. Now, what do you think they're thinking about all these movies? They know they're not making their money back. They'll make some money back. I told yeah. you about Tenet, but look, Black Widow, they probably figured would make 600, 700 million. Wonder Woman, a billion or something like that worldwide. But are they going in going, if we can get 50% of that, we'll be all right? They're going to have a loss. Yeah. There's well, no I mean, way. Think, Just the they, way that the, the box really, If they can't do it, they're going to take a huge loss. But they're think not going to delay it again. I mean, Wonder Woman technically could have came out last summer, mm. and Warner said, "Oh no, we don't have anything for next summer, so let's hold off." They, no one knew was, playing yeah, armchair it was quarterback. To come out in like December, or November, or something. Yeah, I mean, obviously, never no one knew about a pandemic, so you can't fault them for that. Except the president. Yeah, <laughs> but now that this happened. I just sit there like that Mulan movie they did. I, there's no way that thing's going to make more than twenty million dollars or ten million. Well, no, thirty bucks a pop. Yeah. They and I told you this was crazy when I read about it. But then they announced the Trolls movie made a hundred million bucks. Yeah. On pay per view, and that's again Mulan is still kind of technically a family film, so I think the justification is more there for 
But I think when they yeah, announce it's going to be free if you have Disney Plus in December, it's like, well, I'll just wait well, three months. Well, they're shooting themselves in the foot, but that's... But that also, think about that. When does when does it debut on Disney Plus? December. For free? In December. Yeah. When is most people going to have their renewal happen in October? Oh, that's right, because it came out a year ago. So you're going to go, oh, oh I, I guess I won't bail on it. You know, same I'm with gonna, Mandalorian. Mandalorian season October two. 30th. It's like, gee... My year will be up. I just guess I'll when it comes again, out, yeah. I watch one show with yeah. seven episodes. That was like HBO. I used to watch The Sopranos, and every time I was going to get rid of it, I'm like, then they had a weird break for like two years. It's like, well, I don't need to watch this for two years. I was thinking about that with. Um, did you watch the Ridley Scott? Um, yeah, the, the Wolf. Thing. Raised by Wolves. The first episode is really great, and then yeah. it gets really crazy. I mean, you got this whole religious thing. I liked it because their logo looked like the Captain Terrificon. I kept staring at it. They have That's the fun. sun yeah, yeah. logo on the center of their chest. The, uh, the I really, I really liked it. And I, I liked How did it they more. film that though? Was that like the Mandalorian, like on a digital uh, set? He likes to do. I'm, I'm betting he. I think he filmed it in South Africa. Oh. So there's probably some augmentation, but I would think that he likes. You know, They're very desolate. Old school. Place. He likes yeah. his, uh, his real, you know, real scenarios, mm-hmm. sets or whatever. I Is that was, based on a comic book? I don't think so. It looks like a comic book, man. I really, I really liked it. I know people were saying, can Ridley Scott not do an android that doesn't have, like, milk coming out of their Yeah, nose? yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I got to tell you, without giving too much away, when Mother goes on that ship, did she save all those little kids? All of them? Okay. Because I saw a room with a bunch of kids, and then she only shows up with six, and I was like, did she just wipe those kids? Oh, uh, well, maybe... I, just, I like the premise. It's like someone, you know. Well, I keep thinking every time they say mother, I remember alien. That's what the name of the computer right. was. I go, is this all tied together? Well, I like the premise of something that is meant to nurture, yeah, but is broken. Mm. You know, still has its prime directive, but the prime directive is kind of Fault. skewed because, yeah. you know, hey, whatever happens, I'm going to nurture these kids. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a good story. I mean, it's fat. It's got a lot of action on it. Now, production value for something like that for HBO, that's a pretty. It seems like an expensive show. That's why I was wondering if it was done like The Mandalorian, because you got big set pieces there, and you got special effects and sound. I've only watched the first two. Well, there are three on right now. But there must be a fourth one because it didn't start mm-hmm. on Thursday. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting. I thought it was good. No, also, that's a good show. I watched the first episode of season two of The Boys. I see. I saw the first episode. Then I realized I didn't remember a lot of this stuff. I go, geez, do I have to go back? Because I don't remember a lot of this. I remember him killing Elizabeth Shue, and I remember there was a baby. But then I thought that's where it ended. And then it like, ends with him at the house when his the, with the kid, Billy Butcher's wife, who he thought was dead, is in the doorway. Because I was like, they were showing flashbacks. I go, I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't that's know. how it, the first season. Ended. Oh, all right. Because I was like, maybe I missed an episode. But you something. don't know what happened or how he, what happens to Billy Butcher between that and when he shows up in the. Oh, first okay. Episode. So maybe that's what. Because I'm like, what happened? Yeah, here? no, it was, it was um, like a gap. It was yeah. You don't really know because you assume, uh oh, this guy's going to get killed by the homeland. Oh, or so they didn't explain it. So I didn't no, miss no, something because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm watching it. Go, what happened? Did I skip an episode? Um, no, I, I thought it was good. I was surprised at how much. Uh, limb cutting there was in oh, that no. first episode. I had to look away a couple times. With the guy's ears? That was funny. That was sick at the same time. He's like, oh, yeah, you managed to do it like Daredevil. You managed to do this just with your ears? It rips him right off. Like, oh, man. 
I like the, the guy Mark. who was oh, cut re himself? regenerated himself. Right. Yeah. But uh, you didn't watch Cobra Kai. I watched that one, which was uh, the guy that played, what's the bomber's name? Right. From that movie? That's Richard Clint Jewell. Richard Jewell. The actor that played Richard Jewell is in Cobra Kai season two. He's hysterical because basically he's playing the same Richard Jewell character where he wants to be a karate guy and he's just like, yeah, I'm all about defense. And he just, the way he does his delivery, well, it's the he same was like thing. In, he was like that in the Itonia yeah, movie. Yeah, because I'm, yeah, uh, I'm, right. I'm law enforcement too. You can almost hear it when he's doing his dialogue because they show up and they go, what do you want, Chubby? He goes, I want to be uh, Cobra Kai. I'm Cobra Kai, man. I'm, you know, I'm a badass. I'm a kickass. He's on Twitter, and he, only, oh, he, he is? doesn't have a lot of followers. Oh, really? Yeah, you oh, God, no, I should, I would, dude, I'd book him for the show tomorrow, because I was sitting there going, this guy's funny. What else has he been in? You said he was in another show. Well, he was in the Itonia about the Tonya Harding thing. That's right. And that's why I told you it was a weird convergence aspect, was that uh, in the book, Richard Jewell book. Yeah. The, the guy who there was some oh there was like a name check or something in the Richard Jewell book about the guy who who the FBI was involved with the with the Tony Harding you know her boyfriend that no the one who Nancy Kerrigan's right, the one who and, and and the weird part was within the book there was it was a descriptive thing I'm reading the book and I'm going holy crap didn't this same guy play that character in that movie and then he played Richard Jewell it was Why, like what do you mean look like him or no that the, in the book itself which came out the book obviously pre-exists the movie right the Tanya Harding one or the Richard the Jewell the Richard Jewell book pre-exists yeah. the Richard Jewell movie correct in the book they make a connection between Richard Jewell and the guy who who uh, was part of the Tanya Harding yeah. you know written Nancy Kerrigan thing mm -hmm. and I went it just stuck in my head it's like wait the same actor played that part in the Itonia. Oh, I see. And he I also see. played Richard Jewell, which was just saying. weird, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's a weird one. But he's good, and I'm trying to think what else has been on. I know, because the, the kids are all back in college. I've watched so I got six the TV. episodes of the Umbrella Academy. I watched that one. That was good, about the JFK season two. Yeah, I haven't watched all of it, though. No, that's a good one. There's a lot of good stuff on too much though. I think Stranger Things comes back. I think at Halloween. I really did. I liked Stargirl a lot. I thought the up through the right through the uh, ending. I thought it was pretty good. They were very ambitious. Oh, I'm surprised they, they tried had to the do seven, a big uh, deal in the in the uh, end. That was a, a, a deep cut there with the Seven Soldiers of Victory. Yeah, I was like really wow. Well, even having the fight with Solomon Grundy was pretty ambitious. I mean, it's kind of beyond their reach slightly, but you got to give them well. You know trying. what? I think a lot of the other CW shows went so far off the rails over the years, like, they're unrecognizable. Mm -hmm. Like The Flash, I don't even bother watching that show. I, I, DC Legends of Tomorrow I'll still check in on because it's kind of out there, it's funny. But uh, what's the other one left? Flash. Supergirl? Supergirl I stopped watching like a year or so ago. I don't even, I was thinking about that one. What's the story with that Superman show? I don't know. It was supposed to be filming. They were supposed to be on this uh, spring. It was going to alternate between um, the smaller guy. What's his name? He's with an H. Hoffield? Hockland? Hockland, I believe his last name is. Tyler Hockland. Tyler Hockland or something. Yeah. Or Hockland. And then the other half was supposed to be uh, Brandon Ralph as the, that Superman. 
I don't know what's going on. I'm curious whether that, how much stuff got. Here's the thing, too. I was what? actually, while we were watching the trailers. What's that? You've seen the trailer for Black Widow. Yeah. I'm thinking to myself, okay, wait, they're going to debut Mandalorian season two. Yeah. What happened to WandaVision? Oh, that got pushed what back to December. To, Winter Soldier was supposed to be and they must, August. They must have some tie-in to Black Widow. There's got to be some reveal. Why else would they hold those oh. when they have nothing else on Disney Plus? Because Black Widow was supposed to be out in May, and Winter, yeah. and Winter Soldier was supposed to be August. The other one was supposed to be June. And now they post back Winter Soldier, and they go, "Oh no, we weren't done filming it." I go, "It's only six episodes." How much could you not have filmed? The Wando one, especially, they were showing clips and things. Now, that one I thought so was almost done. it feels like, yeah, but I'm saying, why would you hold that? Because maybe it is something to do with Bucky. Ahead. That's what I said. It, it, has, it has to have some yeah. Marvel Universe connection because it's their first, those are their first shows produced by the movie people. I don't know. And then what other trailer we saw? Wonder Woman. I saw a cool effect. Did you ever see it? She took the lasso and she wrapped it around a bolt of lightning. Yeah, no, that was. I was so like, cool. that was a, I don't think that's ever that been was drawn. A, yeah, that was in the first trailer. Of it. Wow, no, but I'm saying really no bold. comic artist ever yeah. came up with that one. I don't know. It was a neat. It was definitely neat. And then when she took the lasso and did it like a spinning thing to stuff the bullets, like the bullets was cool too. Yeah, like Thor Never with the saw, hammer. Yeah, I was like, that's a new one. Sometimes you think you're like, oh, you, you artists have drawn everything you could do, and then someone gets a whole new look at it. You're like, why didn't we think of that? Well, sometimes it's just, you know what it is? It's What's that? like, we didn't create those characters. Right. And when you do something in a new media, like movies, mm-hmm. as much as people get mad about them changing storyline stuff, yeah. they design new costumes, they do yeah. all kinds of new stuff because it is, in, it's, in essence, it's a new thing. So it's fresh eyes looking at it. It's not DC going, oh, she's never done that before. Right. Whereas that could happen if you were doing the comic. They'd be like, well, when was this established like, that she could do this? I remember the Spider-Man with the organic webs. People were flipping out about that. And I go, you know, it actually makes a little bit more sense than him being this genius high school student that could make this Making, right, the fluid shoot, that right. shoots in a web shooter. It's like it's pretty high tech for a high school kid. Well, it's a difference. Know? And again, those movies are the difference between science and maybe the mutant power. Or yeah, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. what did they do with the new ones? They're doing it, tying it into Tony Stark, who was a tech guy. Yeah. So. But no, there's a lot of other stuff they did. What was the other one that we saw? Wonder Woman, Black Widow, Kingsman, and there was some... Oh, Dune. I saw the Dune one. I watched it the other day. And uh, it was funny, people's reaction. I go, there was no Dune buggies in that thing. Come on, <laughs> man. What a ripoff. Well, but the David Jay- Lynch one is so out there. It's I think most people have seen it, whether it's good or bad. You're familiar with it, so every time you see a line of dialogue, you go, oh, "Wait, fear is the mind killer." That's David Lynch. That's right. Kyle McLaughlin. We're Sting in the little blue bathing suit. Well, in, uh, a, I was thinking that that's the difference. The difference between however many years between those movies as well was that that was 1983 well, or four. Dino De Laurentiis produced mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And that was definitely influenced by Flash Gordon. Oh, yeah. You know well, he I mean? made Flash Gordon, too. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like it had a European Barbarella, oh, yeah. Flash Gordon. It had that kind of visual style. Maybe that's why it wasn't successful? I don't think so. I mean... It was dark. I remember seeing it in the it, theaters. Right? The, oh, yeah, I saw it in the theaters, too. too. And he, I was he, like, what? He filmed like a three-hour movie. He did. And, and when it was on TV... Well, no, they chopped it down... Yeah. And his version doesn't exist anymore. 
Oh, really? Yeah, they couldn't re-edit it from whatever he wanted. Oh. Because that footage, whatever his footage was... Well, it's on now. This is directed by Ali Smith, which is a code word for... Right, right. The director had nothing to do with right. that. You know? But there, yo, there was whole sections of that movie. There was an opening dialogue where they have the princess come on and she... Just, and it, it was, was very like visual, backlog. but it was also yeah. very close to Star Wars at that time. It was. Now we're years past, yeah. and everything's darker. And I mean, I'm I'm with it because I, I think the guy did a great job on the Blade. That's Runner the Blade Runner thing. guy, yeah, Blade he Runner 2049. Yeah. Um, what other one? Uh, the one with um, what's that? Lois Lane with uh, oh the Arrival. Contact Arrival. Arrival, awesome movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the same guy. Vendors? And then he did Ven- Denis Villeneuve. Vill- Vill- yeah. Okay. But he did that, that Prisoners. Yeah, that he guy. did Prisoners with Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. It was like a a sheriff. It was like, like a vigilante oh. thing where they... Really? They, Is that good? I didn't see that. It's very dark. It was good. No, Blade Runner I thought was a great movie. It was one of my favorite movies of that year. And everyone's like, eh, it was too long. I go... It didn't do well. But I think again, it made that like was a good million. one to see on the big screen. Oh yeah, because it was visual and it was you, you could take it in. I mean, well, Dune looks about, like it's going to be like that. But when you see a movie on IMAX, yeah, you actually can pan your your view you see from the one whole corner set, yeah. around, like yeah. depending on what's of interest in that scene or whatever, yeah. which is kind of cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. It, it, it's best. I mean, like someone like who appreciates the giant format. Oh yeah. It's not for like if you if, if you we, just want to go to a movie for a shit and giggles. If they did, no if one they cares. did one of the Batman sequels, Batman and Robin or, or yeah. Batman Forever, yeah. where the camera did all the jerky moves, yeah, yeah. it would probably make you throw up. It would, yeah. But if you're a director and you want your production value to be seen, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great venue. Oh no, for you it. could little I say it's so clean and crisp. You can see all the rivets and all that. I mean, detail. it would be cool if they did a bat if they could adapt. The Batman '89 or some, Superman to of IMAX format. There, there was some good. superhero movie that had some scenes in IMAX. Well, they did remember. the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. He filmed yeah, yeah. The, um, the bank robbery scene. The bank robbery, yeah. and then uh, in the, the, the Dark Knight Rises third one, he did the airplane scene with the hijacking in mm-hmm. the air. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that with the plane? They actually there. showed that as a trailer. Try not to sneeze. COVID. But no, I remember they showed that like with another movie. They showed that, yeah. that opening sequence again. That's another great set piece when they hijack the plane yeah. and get the doctor and he crashes it. It's all film. Like yeah. I gotta believe that wasn't digital well, you, effects. They had the, that's on the DVD. On they the showed DVD. how they did the plane. Yeah. Oh, I don't think yeah, I even saw. They that. actually had like, a military helicopter with that plane attached by a cable, cable? Or chains yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever, and the actors were in that. Really? Yeah. See, he's not he's a. When they did Interstellar, though, which is also he, a great movie, that Interstellar was one of the first uses of that projected screen. Oh, like they do on the Mandalorian, where they have that big, giant movie screen in front and, of the actors, and then they used it in um, Solo as well. Yeah, I saw that. Solo was just dark. I was like, put a light on, will you? All yeah. the money Ron Howard spending, like, I was at home, like, writing, trying to raise the brightness on my TV because I couldn't see. Because it was like a lot of blues and browns, yeah, and you're yeah. like hard to like, what's going on in that screen right there? But you know, I feel bad for Ronnie Howard on that one. Like, if he had done that movie to start the budget, he would have been a successful book because they had to make the movie twice. Yeah. And you still wonder what those other guys did, Max Lord and the other they guy. They filmed like what? 70% oh, it was it was two so. weeks before wrapping yeah. up, and then they cut the whole yeah. thing. I go, how bad 
I don't think it was bad. I think it but was just, no one was it probably it, it probably if they could if they could do a cut of theirs. Yeah, it would probably be good. Yeah, but you wonder. The problem no is one said Disney, anything. Well, Disney did that. They did that what to the guy who did Rogue One. Yeah, they read the whole movie. Yeah, they um they also did it to Solo. They did it. They, they, the guy who was going to do the third Star Wars bailed. Oh, they bailed, yeah. He Chris, bailed after uh, something. He's the guy who did the Jurassic yeah, thing, whatever. Yeah, Chris Terrio, I think it is. No, the guy who did the, who did the Jurassic World, the first one. What's his name? It's Rain and the whole thing. No, I, well, yeah, he was Chris supposed to do it. Thought, yeah. But he was supposed to do it, and he bailed after the Rogue One thing. Well, that's why they got... It makes uh, you wonder that... Yeah. He saw the writing on the wall, like, oh, they're going to just come in and get all set. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they said uh, they got J.J. Abrams in, like, last minute. He wasn't planning on coming. It was always supposed to be three different directors. But you know what? When he first, when he left after the first one, he was quoted as saying, after he put all the effort in, he was like, why did I agree to leave? I should have stayed I with all three stayed. of them. So I was thinking, like, when the other guy bailed, it's like, they're just going to get J.J. Abrams. Well, they did that with Star Trek. He did the yeah. second one and then the third one, which was different. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it was better, but... did you This week, there was a big controversy because that actress that played Ray Scott, Ray, she's like, oh, at one point I was supposed to be Obi-Wan Kenobi's daughter or granddaughter or whatever, and then they changed me to be nobody. Then they changed me to the Emperor's daughter, and everyone's like, wait, all this money... They didn't have a plan what the story they was going to be. They did have a plan, but they threw it, it was in the air, yeah. Uh, it's kind of disappointing. Is, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm like, it's too much money. It was gamble. The sit and go, what well, do you want to do? They, I don't know. What do you want to do? Last time we were talking, they, yeah. they, they hired a guy. They had like a bake-off. And they Wasn't the guy that did Toy Story? Uh, he wrote it a story. It was Aaron Kruger. Aaron Kruger. He wrote yeah. a three, the three-part trilogy. He outlined the whole trilogy. And they tossed it. And they chose him yeah. among all the other submissions. He yeah. was the guy who won it. But then, what happened to that? I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. Like, why are they just wasting people's time and money on shit? Well, it is a shame. It is. It's a shame because the movies are have different They're rushed. Tones. Yeah. You shouldn't have to do course correction in a third movie. No. You should have set up your stuff in the first and two. And the payoff is the last one. But That's yeah. why I gotta give it the Avengers Endgame because they wrapped up so much stuff for yeah. ten years of movies. Like, hey, yeah. every little beat you wanted, we got it all tied Except up in a I bow. Still, I, it still bothers me that the Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, that whole or we talked about it, that the idea that that Peter Quill yeah. could hold the oh stone, the, the Infinity Stone, and they didn't he was even the talk only about guy it. could hold yeah. the stone. I was like, well, there That's you go. Play That's into why it. he's yeah. gonna be part of the big, you know, finale. Yeah, they didn't even. Because that so was a cool thing, oh, and it was like it's like setting up something yeah. way in advance would have been like, wow, that's really cool. That's the payoff. The loser guy that no one expects is the one that helps save yeah. the whole galaxy. But yeah. then, I mean, the Robert Downey thing was satisfying. yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they probably didn't originally plan to kill him in that movie. You don't think so? No, Downey. I think it as it went along, I, they probably went, oh, you know what? This would be a good good point. way to end it. Yeah, yeah. we're going to take this away from Peter Quill. Yeah. Well, I did think of this. I go, I didn't realize they set up future Avenger movies, but they did. I was watching the other day. They had Hawkeye's daughter. He was teaching her how to shoot a bow. They had Tony Stark's daughter. Right. And then somebody else had a kid in the movie. I was like, wait, wait, there's another person that had a kid. I go, that could be their future right. spinoff character. I can't think of who it is right now. But well, We should also talk about, about Chadwick Boseman. That happened since the last time we Oh, yeah. That was like the biggest shock. Yeah, I couldn't it was, believe it. You told me. You were the yeah. one that texted me. You go, hey, the Black Panther just died. I go, 
No, he didn't. I thought it was one of those internet yeah, yeah. rumors because there's a Friday night no, 40, I mean, 42 year old, 43 year old guy. It's nice that he got his privacy to the Yeah, end. yeah. I mean, that's a good way to do it. I don't know how he pulled that off. The way a the lot Hollywood of people, people had to help him out. Obviously. Yeah, because the doctors, the nurses, all right. those people. Every movie he did in, during that whole period, yeah. they would have known that Thanks, based on his. Yeah. You know. Oh, I can't watch the Avengers Endgame. I saw it the other day. I go, wait a minute. At this point, that came out last year. And he had stage three. It developed stage four. Yeah. He might have been at that through, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chemo and operations, and he just showed up. You're like, wow. And he even did that. I just saw the, 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 the Five Bloods. I saw that on uh, Netflix, that Spike Lee picture. I don't think that's his last role. I think there's one there's more. One more, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, a, it's a shame. I mean, he brought like a real. And 42 was on last night. Yeah, yeah. To the character. What do you think? They're going to retire the character or somebody else play him? Shuri or whatever the sister. She'll be the Black Panther. But you won't have a different actor play T'Challa. They'll say, you know what? He was so beloved. Everyone liked it. Let's just retire that yeah. particular After character. After the fact, he, they yeah. have a big funeral for him, and, and then they choose the next one. Which and I thought the storyline could have been. Them. No, it could have been um, the guy. Uh, I can't think of his name. The, the big guy. guy. Yeah, the, the, no, man ape guy. Well, yeah, the man ape guy. What's yeah, his name? You know, though? Winston Moon. something. No, the actor. Yeah, but I'm saying that the, the story it begins with an M. Right. And, well, I mean, by yeah. in the in the tradition of that. Yeah, they, they would have, have a, a challenge to see who would be but the. But there's next also character. his. I mean, he it was the sisters there, but there's also Baku. That's his right, name. right. But there was also the Shuri and Baku. Oh, love, oh um, you know the uh, the wing uh, the one that was in Star right. Delongo. She was in Lupita Star Wars. Delongo, yeah, right. yeah. She played uh, Maz I mean, Kanata. There's plenty of opportunities. Yeah, and that's you know. I think the character should live on because it's a, it's Oh, yeah, great. the character. Well, that was the whole story. There was always a Black yeah. Panther. The dad did it, passed it on to him. Yeah. So we'll just go down the next and line. And would break lineage. a tradition. It's a female. What's yeah. the deal? Well, no, they, in the cool. comics they did, Shuri was the yeah. Black Panther I read. I think Christopher Priest wrote that oh, yeah. one or something. No, it's a good idea. I mean... I mean, unfortunate. I mean, they didn't want to do it that way. But, I mean, from for his legacy, I don't think it disrespects him. No, he was it's a not great... the same as, like, recasting Joker But you know what, though? Every time you see clips they show him now doing, like, charity benefits for kids yeah. and speaking oh, yeah, to other things. Children's Hospital stuff. Yeah, Make-A-Wish. Yeah. And he was doing some college speech at commencement. You're like, wow, this guy knows, yeah. but we don't know, yeah. that he's really suffering. Yeah. And he's out there being positive and doing oh, so yeah. much that he could possibly do in short-spanning yeah, half. It's amazing. I know. It's 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 really inspirational, not to be he's, like maudlin or on a no, soapbox, it's but it's a, one of those examples. Like, it's a Christopher Reeve kind of thing. Look at that. That guy is suffering, but he didn't tell you about it, yeah. and he's trying to make an example like, this is what you should do. But it's like Christopher Reeve, you. when he got crippled. He still went he, out and talked. And he motivated made, people. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he became. A motivational a spokesperson. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, I think that's pretty amazing. No, oh, we got plenty of time. It's only seven. Is it too loud in here? No, I don't think it's fine. Trust me, there was somebody. Oh, somebody, do I don't know. Somebody's commented on. Uh, they were listening to a podcast, not ours. And go, <laughs> this guy's doing a podcast, and in the background, you hear a crying baby and uh, people yelling and stuff. I go, well, Ordway and I do it, but all you hear is like bar noises you hear and us you know, crying. Well, I'm going to give you this for the ticket. And then well, we hold on, let me pause. Promo. Wait, Dan, for what? The new Ghostbusters movie? It was on Twitter. Someone posted that from the original time the original Ghostbusters came out before. Yeah. Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. Oh, this is back in the 80s? Yeah, standing oh, okay. in front of the ambulance. Yeah. 
doing a promo for Canadian movie theaters. Oh, really? To, for them to, to show Ghostbusters. Oh, I didn't see that. No. It's very funny. Is it? Yeah. Do it, you know there's two movies? They filmed one movie called Ghost Hunters, uh-huh. and then they filmed the same scene again called Ghostbusters because they didn't know uh-huh. if they had the rights to the name Ghostbusters, well, the, so they would do everything twice. This had a different Ghostbusters theme on it, too, which was yeah. funny. Like yeah. a month, month before the movie or whatever There's a thing on Netflix called The Movies That Made Us. And they show how they would film whole scenes. Yeah, yeah. And there was that big end scene. You know where they show up at the end to save the world and all the right. crowds are there? They had everybody screaming, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. And then they told everybody, okay, you got to do it all over again, but you have to scream Ghost Hunters. And everybody, well, people in New York were like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then the guy called the studio head and said, you got to just buy the damn name. Because what happened is Universal. Well, there was a cartoon. There was a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a live action one, Forrest Tucker and oh, oh, Larry okay. Storch called Ghostbusters. And... Uh, that's why they couldn't use the name, and they said, "Just give them the damn name." Yeah. All right. So that's funny. I could have swore there was. So Dune, we talked about talked about Black Widow. What and then, then everything's on hold in Disney. Here's a really weird thing. You knew about the Shazam thing today. I only found out about that today. Which Power Records was a record company oh, right, right. where you get the comic book and the record. You yeah, read yeah. along to it. Yeah. I thought I heard them all, and then it said. Shazam I go what and it came out in 1977 yeah. but it was only on a 45 they didn't do a big album and it was Dick Giordano did the cover yeah. and it was Dr. Savannah fights well that's a sign they did the they did Planet a, of the Apes yeah they yeah. did all those they but did those Spider-Man. were all 45s they yeah but they smaller. also made a big album at one point with uh, Neil Adams doing but the, the album stuff yeah with continuity true. with but Dracula they, and, right right but the, the they did yeah I the 45s they had the, the, Luke I, did the Planet of the Apes they had Planet of the Apes they did almost all the movies Ma- they did Fantastic the Four they did Man Thing they did Spider-Man Captain America Fantastic Four Conan the Barbarian of all things because there's a podcast the Shazam one that's funny because that's from the same time as that TV show. Well, when you did the, uh, you gave me that placemat. Yeah, yeah, that was the same. Seventy-seven, seventy-eight. Yeah. It was a big licensing thing after they took over the character. Oh, really? They didn't own it at that point. They were just licensing it from Fawcett, oh, okay. but it was a big. It was on every. Well, that's why I never saw this until cases today. And, yeah. You know, whatever. There was a big Notebooks push and stuff. Yeah, yeah. there was a lot of Shazam art. Maybe he was on TV? No, and that was part of it too, because that was around the same thing. 77. Yeah, 77, 76 yeah. were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's kind of interesting. There's a ton of stuff. You don't really think about it, though. You know, you, now you can see well, some shows about it. Right? You know what I got this week, too? The Spectre, the omnibus. Oh. It finally shipped. It was I ordered it back in February, but got hung up with the printing and COVID and distribution. I don't know what. So it shows so up. 70s stuff? Or no, like it's, it's all of it. Not the 40s. It starts right. off with uh, 60s. 60s. I'm going to say Gardner Fox wrote it. And it was like the Weisinger. Murphy Anderson era. That Murphy Anderson. That yeah, Murphy Anderson's doing it. Yeah, Neil yeah. Adams. Yeah, Neil Adams comes yeah. in. It actually only gets good, to be honest with you, when Neil Adams takes yeah. over because the earlier stories are kind of like all those Vanilla. Yeah. You know, he goes, where have you been, Jim Corgan? I haven't seen you for 20 years, Spectre. Right. I was being entrapped because of this magic spell on you. Right. And there's this big devil-looking creature that does it. Well, those Can you were, split that? They're by two? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, uh, but the artwork's pretty good. Well, Jerry, Jerry Grandinetti. Yes. He had like a really crazy layout style. Yeah, yeah. He did, I remember him doing a couple of them before, right before Neil. Yeah, and the Spectre's nuts, though. He'll, like, take a hand grenade, and he'll grow to be 400 feet tall. Right. They're like, why is this? Does anyone see this going on here? And then 
when Neil takes over, he actually starts writing some of them, and that's when it actually gets good, because yeah. he's cutting people up into the famous one with the scissors. Well, and that happened. That happened with uh, Michael Fleischer. Yeah, Fleischer's on there too. Was yeah. when, that was from Adventure Comics when they yeah, revived Adventure him Comics. in the seventies. Like he's not related to Max Fleischer, is he? No. Okay. But Michael Fleischer did. Um, what was he was doing at the time? He did Jonah Hex. Oh, uh, okay. And he was he had like a reputation. Like metamorphosis, crazy dude, things. because of the. Oh, these were crazy but you stories. Know, did they have the? Did they have like an intro in there? It's got every. Oh, the intro is written that? by. Um, you know, he's been to our show. Uh, not Levitz. No, it's not. Because did you Levitz. hear about the with, with Joe Orlando? That was the original when the when they collected the. They collected the Paros, the Juma Paros series. In like, yes, yeah, that's in, in the '90s or something or 2000s. They finally put a trade out, which I do have of yeah. those. Yeah. And the intro was, I think Paul Levitz might have written. It. Thank you so much. Guys. Thank you, man. Um, he too. was. Joe Orlando got mugged on his way from going to the train station or whatever from D.C. because he was an editor. Yeah. He got mugged and he was like, he was really mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is. The spirit of vengeance thing, is that's where his idea that to do the specter as that kind of like street crime kicking ass kick, yeah. oh yeah, yeah 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 he goes after like every nickel and dime criminal and he does he cuts yeah, yeah. people he turns people into ribbons yeah 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 that's stuff. all in there yeah, that's crazy, a, yeah 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 I can't think of I gotta go look it up. I just read it last night too but it wasn't something you would thought it wasn't Paul episode to the uh, and it wasn't oh no it was um, <laughs> Peter Sanderson oh okay wrote the uh, intro because I guess he's like the comic historian so. I guess your side is that side. Yeah. Side. But he, uh, but I read the whole John Ostrand or Mandrake series in the 80s, but it, it's totally different. It was more f- supernatural and. Well, there was more mythology because yeah, he, had, he didn't the he come spirit up with destiny the, and didn't he also come up with the idea of the of the different guy taking over after Jim Corrigan? Yeah, yeah, he did. And then at one point, how Jordan becomes the spirit of vengeance. And yeah, stuff. that was, was Jim like, Johns. I didn't like that. That was part of you know but they saved, him. but that was part of him. Re, yeah, bringing the character back. From yeah, zero hour. Yeah, and they got rid of Kyle Rayner. Like, oh no! But I mean, he kind of redeemed him because. Yeah. Yeah, the sun over. was being absorbed, Jeff, the emerald. Yeah, yeah, but Jeff did such a, twilight. I mean, he went to great lengths. To make Hal a good guy again. To redeem him. Yeah. But he did the same thing for Barry Allen, to yeah. bring him back from crisis, which yeah. is kind of interesting. No. And I was, I, I liked I was like Wally Hal West. Jordan. I, I liked Wally West as a, as the a Flash, Flash, and I was fine with no, you know, Hal Jordan. As you were Green fine Lantern. with him being the bad guy? No, no, I was fine with no Hal Jordan. Oh. The Green Lanterns were cops. Yeah, 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 right. So I never really like felt like I missed him. Yeah, I mean he made him interesting. Yeah, Jeff did. The original guy was boring. You read those old comics. Oh, the old comics. Green Lanterns? They're horrible. No, not horrible. horrible. They're just broomed in them all. The only guy who, who made them, again, Denny O'Neill made them yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. well, yeah. he contrasted them with somebody with a different person. I have the omnibus of that, too. You read one, you read them all. It's the same story. But it's I mean, like, it, it, oh, my God, it's another alien from outer space. A lot of these thing. characters yeah. were very, very bland. Yeah, the Flash was and, like the same thing. Yeah, I always felt like Barry Allen was really kind of dull. Yeah. But that was a Not Marvel with the blonde hair. Well, that's why I think Marvel was so successful because yeah. you read one DC book, you're like, okay. Well, they were all, all like the too nice. Yeah. And even like I know they threw like Hal Jordan. They threw that in there in the '80s. I think Giffen did it. What when they had the uh, guy Gardner and all that? No, crap. he did a uh, Giffen wrote or co-wrote 
like core? a year one or something yeah. for Hal Jordan. Oh, Green they showed how his father was a drunk. And, but then yeah. I think Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, like killed somebody in a, a car crash. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. That was put in so there. They're trying to give him some you background know, faults. Yeah. But I mean, ultimately, you could have made him interesting if you just like what Jeff did was he turned him into. He's the right stuff guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the Chuck Yeager. He's yeah. Chuck Yeager. Yeah. And that's interesting if you invest it in something. Right. You know, but Neil Adams and Denny O'Neill, that run, they tried to do that, and they brought in Ferris Aircraft, and they made Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they did a, jo- a good job making them characters kind of like less one note. There's something they never talk about. Did you know in the Flash comics... He doesn't just accidentally get hit by lightning that spills the chemicals on him. <laughs> there was some, like, elf guy that shows up from oh, another dimension. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, they don't ever talk that. about it. He puts a special power on him that makes sure the Flash doesn't burn up when he's running because the friction should kill him. It's kind of like the Speed Force thing, but it was written about yeah. in the 60s. I just think that stuff is It was always this magical stupid. little elf guy. But that's like, not in what the is original. This? No, that's in the 60s stuff. But it wasn't in the, the very first one. No. No, 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 no. I guess these are duplicates. So. Yeah. I don't see any difference. But, uh, I don't know. I read that. The Spectre's just an interesting character. Well, you know what? The In the 40s, that's the thing that you forget, too, is in the 1940s, the Spectre kind of wasn't... He wasn't I mean, wiping everybody out? He, at certain points, he was interesting. But yeah. he didn't, like, necessarily have that same cosmic kind of power. They kind of... I think they... I feel like that was... Nobody wanted to challenge Superman power-wise, yeah. so you didn't want to maybe make him more powerful than Superman or something. So those characters... I never read any of the uh, Spectre ones from the uh, He was just like, it's like a guy in a white suit running with, with the other characters. Fighting bad guys. He yeah. was just that guy. And I think Roy tried to make him use the scale, make him gigantic or make him small, whatever he wanted to do. Yeah. Um, but he was, you know, I think Ostrander is the guy who kind of unlock that you know universal kind of force almost like a galactus level oh yeah he becomes this big giant yeah like uh was marvel's equivalent to not like mephisto but somebody up there it's not galactus Galactus, but but one of those big all powerful like a starlin type of thing yeah yeah but that that was people like the 80s dc stuff because i think they did interesting stuff with those characters that have been around a while yeah yeah that Ostrander was part of that. Alan Moore, you know, Swamp Thing became like an elemental character. Did you ever hear the story about the Swamp Thing and the Man Thing back and forth? Man yeah, Thing comes out first, and, and yeah. Len Wein is friends with Roy, or yeah, it's a, and then Swamp Thing said, comes out. He said, she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no way to it's figure not, it out. It's not just pure coincidence. No. And then Len goes and writes for the Swamp or Man Thing. You're yeah. like, well, yeah, kind of is. But, I mean, they both came out around the same time. Yeah, basically. But then Stanley said, don't sue him, because it's basically a ripoff of the thing called The Heap, right. which was another mu- yeah, monster. Yeah, it's like, it's the same story. We're just no, changing the name. Definitely. And, and I didn't realize this, too. Heap, if you've seen The Heap. No. Is it the same the story? Heap looks exactly like Man Thing. Oh, really? Yeah, like the carrot nose thing. Oh, no, I never yeah, read yeah. The Heap. Yeah. Here's one for you. I just put this together the other day. Morbius, the living vampire... The living mummy. Right. Didn't they have the living zombie well, too? Because they couldn't. They couldn't do each of the individual. Oh, is that why they threw that up there? Because yeah. I'm like, why is everybody the living monsters right. they or whatever? The living. But I was sitting there because I talked to you last time about the the magazines because I bought a reprint 
of Morbius. Right. There's two types of Morbius. In the comic books, he's like a superhero. Right. Where they don't know what to do with him. He's like John Carter of Mars. He's right. on alien planets. He's fighting monsters. Like, okay. Then you get the black and white magazines where it's more of a traditional horror story. And it's done by this guy... Tom Sutton, yeah. who's a great artist, he's passed away now because yeah. I looked him up. I want to see, but he's gone. And Pablo Marcos, who was coming yeah. to Terrificon this year, who's got to be up there. Yeah. But they would draw these women that were like, they're all like satanic. No wonder people join cults because you see these like <laughs> amazingly beautiful hot women luring these guys like, you want to join a cult? There's right. weed and I'm walking around in a halter and fishnets. It's like, okay, sure, <laughs> sign me up, baby. Let me sell my soul to Satan. So Morbius is fighting like devil cults right. and those stories and then you go back to the comic it's like they, superhero and they didn't know what they were because he had a costume kind of yeah. like a superhero yeah. too and one issue it's so stupid I mean I don't know how I never noticed it he's on another planet fighting these cat people and he's, <laughs> he's, he escapes on a rocket ship lands back on the earth right in the middle of the street and who happens to be on that street but Blade the Vampire Slayer it's like What's the odds of that? Not only right. does he crash land, but there's a vampire guy right, right. there, and they start going at it right there, too. It's a needle in a haystack when you're coming from outer space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, let me land right there. But I didn't realize Blade the Vampire Slayer's in those magazines. Now I want to go read those magazines, because they had uh, Tomb of Dracula magazine, Shang-Chi, oh, yeah. uh, Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. They also had Vampire Tales. Yeah. And, those, and then uh, I still have Bizarre Adventures. Yeah. And uh, What was the one that the man thing was? Savage Tales? Was that um, like Conan? stories or just a medley of different Savage stories. Tales was Conan but the main thing pops up in there Savage Sword of Conan yeah there's some Kazar stories in uh, Savage Tales too oh really oh alright black and white Kazar stories oh, they, 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 I don't get what was going on with these magazines they're just like anybody and their brother because I got someone well, they were, Thor was yeah, in them yeah. and yeah. the Hulk they just had a publishing company they didn't know what to do with it no they were trying to flood the market they were trying to flood the Warren magazines off the stands. Oh, did it work? Yeah. Marvel, the Curtis Publishing pushed yeah. Warren off the stands? You how many there were. There was a ton of there them. Was That's like what I'm like, wait. seven yeah. or eight of them a yeah. month or something. It was and crazy. Warren just had, like, creepy or eerie yeah. or whatever. And it was that era when Warren started using mostly um, Spanish and maybe Brazilian artists. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they didn't have, like, American name artists that maybe might have gotten more fan interest. Oh, really? Yeah. And Boris Vallejo, I say Vallejo, Vallejo. He's, he's doing covers for some of these he was doing monster the books. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's nobody famous at that point. He's just starting out? Or he, was, he builds a name for no, himself? He was, yeah, they, he was building a name for himself. Oh, because their covers are amazing. You're like, yeah. oh my goodness. Well, zombie, the first zombie cover is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he was, he, he was, did some Vampire Tale covers, That would have been too. early, mid, mid-70s. 74, 74 73. Yeah. He was doing those, and then he started doing the... Uh, paperback covers. Oh, really? Because he done, He did um, Doc Savage. I was thought that they was Bob Larkin. Well, they did a reissue. Yeah. Um, a lot of those series got reissued later, later, like maybe later seventies. Yeah. And eighties, like Conan's and all that. I remember the Conan's. He People did, ripped the covers off. For I want to say he did a couple of before Larkin. I thought he did a couple of Doc Savage. Yeah. And he did the Tarzan ones. After Neil Adams, he took over the Tarzan. Oh, I've never seen Tarzan. Neil Adams, you see the Neil Adams Tarzans? Well, paper. Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah, pa- oh, covers. Oh no, never saw them. Painted covers. I don't know. Never saw them. Awesome Adams stuff. When I was a kid, those most influential bookstores were a big deal, and they had racks yeah. of paperback novels, yeah. and there was like all kind of Signet and Pocket and you name it. 
there was all Adams did like the first I want to say maybe as many as eight or ten I remember the Destroyer the, all those adventure the, novels the, not Cone of the Tarzan books hmm. and they're beautiful because he did them as watercolors oh really you know like the covers he did like yeah, 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 Kung Fu yeah, yeah. and all that yeah, 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 yeah. he did that same thing do they really ever beautiful. collect those? I wonder if he's probably got a collection. He did a, I think he did a, a book portfolio for or something, yeah. Yeah, because I know Joe Jesko's doing a lot of uh, then, So Boris, Boris, when Neil quit the Conan stuff, or uh, Tarzan stuff, Boris took over the Tarzan ones. Oh. And then Boris started doing a calendar because he was yeah, a yeah, publisher. Yeah, 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 the fantasy stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it was his fantasy, and then they'd repurpose stuff. Yep. He, yeah. It was just the era of Frazetta uh, oh, yeah. calendars. Yep, I remember Frazetta calendars. Like once a year, art books. Yeah. The Hildebrands had their oh, yeah, the Rings calendars yeah. and then their art books. It was a good era for painted stuff. No, no, it's really cool stuff. But a lot of that you can't find anymore. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I go well, and Marvel, find... Marvel transitioned towards the late 70s into color. Oh, what Epic and Illustrated. They were doing the color magazines. And, and they, they did the all. The really horrific for the most part. And the printing was bad. I remember the covers would always rip off those books so easily. Yeah. The paper the was like The this. printing, the, the color was just really bright. Yeah. Um, but they did, they did some nice movie adaptations in color. I remember those. Marvel Meteor, Super Specials. I had was, Close Encounters, Meteor, <laughs> Star was, Wars. Uh, uh, Gene Colan and yep. Tom Palmer. I think Palmer colored it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's some nice stuff. Star it's kind of lost. Yeah. Like you said, that when Dark Horse got the Conan license, they reprinted those Conan things as trades. Oh, did they? And uh, I think they had to shoot off of the printed books. Oh, really? Because it was wash tones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know that Marvel saved grade scale, you know, or whatever. Yeah. No, the I didn't realize. The production didn't look great. It looked like they shot. It was muddy. Yeah. Somebody just shot from the original. From Did the you comics. know that Jack Palance was the basis for Gene Colan's, Gene Colan's yeah. Dracula? Yeah. I didn't know that because Palance well, did, did a TV did movie. Yeah, 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 I remember as a kid watching. And I think Richard Matheson or somebody wrote that. Oh, that one, the TV show. But they said that's what they yeah. told. I don't know if Roy or whoever gave directions to Gene or Marvel. I would bet that Gene said. Did make it look like Jack Palance. Really and now him. I can't get that out of my head. Whenever I see it, I go, oh my yeah. God, that is Jack Palance. Yeah. But, but then he got the goatee and he started getting a weird look. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's something. I guess we should. I guess we're leaving. That's uh, <laughs> the voice of God. We have to walk all the way across. I know. Well, that wraps it up. I was going to talk more about the magazine. has been a production of Big Fedora Marketing, LLC. The folks that bring you the terrific Comic-Con, GamerCon, and so much more. Thanks for listening.